Welcome to the SBCN Small Biz Podcast, brought to you by the Small Business Community Network in association with Northern River Financial. We're proudly supported by TELUS. The future is friendly. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org. It's Linda Ockwell-Jenner here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. In today's episode, I'd like to share a conversation we recorded for our Small Biz Perspectives video series. The star tonight is my wonderful um, partner, business partner, sponsor, Steve Bentley from Northern River Financial. Hi, Steve. How are you? Nice glowing words tonight. Well, I really can't think of a bad thing to say about you. I'd like to, but I can't think of anything. I'll, I'll think of something. Um, I'm sh- and I'll leave that right there. You have the most amazing topic tonight, so please share it with us. I was just sort of trying. Um, we, we had a discussion in, in one of our podcasts about building basics for business, and I just thought, you know, People are struggling with a lot of things in terms of the infancy of their business and how to go about to initiate growth, initiate, you know, ways of, of, of getting that attraction to their business. So uh-huh. it's funny enough, I was going through Forbes and uh, came to an article that talked about something called growth hacks. And growth hacks are ways of just, and you know what a hack is in general, right? But it's just ways of being able to use things that can sort of create that extra stepping stone for your business. So I thought I would just share a few of those tonight. It's very interesting, and I want to hear more. Steve, take it away. <laughs> well, okay, we're going to come back to business plans, all right? But the, the whole thing is people look at business plans, and one of the things they don't look at is growth. And what happens if all of a sudden they just come out of the gate and they're so good, and, and they can get too big too fast? Yeah. So the, the, the concept is really just trying to think big picture, think you know big sky and think, well, Here's some very conservative approach, but what happens if? And so in terms of looking at the business behind, making sure it has a growth element to it in terms of how they're going to handle that growth. I mean, perfect example. I mean, if all of a sudden you make a product and all of a sudden it just takes off. Yeah. Well, how do you know you can make enough product to satisfy that demand? Right. So you got to look at those kind of strategies. And, and some people don't look far enough ahead in terms of in terms of their business. So that's not a good thing. So, so that's a first one. It's amazing. Um, I remember, I'm not techie, but I love going to, say, community tech events to hear all the founders who've made it big. Um, like, you know the guy who made um, uh, a smartwatch before, the Apple one, the Pebble? I listened mm-hmm. to his story once. He ended up in Silicon Valley. He sold the business. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's his story or somebody else's story. They had this problem um, where basically they hadn't done what you'd suggested doing. But you know what they did? They stopped and they looked and it wasn't too late. And they thought, okay, we've grown too fast. And it's not just a case of hiring more people. It's to do with the culture within the company. It's to do with, you know, the, the um, oh, not so much the cash flow, but knowing how much more, I guess it is cash flow, isn't it? How much more Perfect. we have to spend on products in China right. or wherever they're getting the products from. But right. how would, say, a brand new small business know to plan the growth? How would they do that? 
They have to have those discussions with the people that are going to assist them in that. I mean, production of goods is one thing, for example. I mean, I, I talk to so many small businesses who are selling something and they're making them themselves. So, that, you know, I said, you go to, a, go to a show or something like that and all of a sudden something takes off. Well, what happens if you get an order for a yeah. thousand units? What you you only got 50. What are you going to do, right? You can't say, well, I'll talk to me in three months. I mean, it depends on the business. You lose your customers. So, so, so you make sure you, you work. There's a lot of mentorships. There's a lot of, of support services that can help you look at growth for your business. And so can give you some insight. But I think sometimes it's just doing some research and having some strategies that you don't implement, but that you can call back to if you find that you're in that problem, right? So I think that's important to so really think it out ahead. Are we talking about the, just, just companies who actually do build and make products, software, whatever, um, products that are really tangible. Are we talking yeah. about, say, a coach? Talking services too, right? Services too. So how would they plan for their growth? Because we always tell people, Steve, you and I, obviously go slow. Don't expect to, everybody's your target market. So how would they go about it? I think they, if it's a tangible item, they have to have um, some kind of pre-discussion with somebody who can help them with that growth. So in other words, if you have a widget, maybe going to talk to a manufacturing company yeah. and have, sort of have that pre-existing relationship to say, if this goes really off the chart, uh -huh. that we've already talked and we've already got a strategy by how we can get you to help manufacture some of that product so uh -huh. that we have something to be able to deliver to people as opposed to saying, well, okay, you know, I go to a trade show and I've got 50 widgets in inventory and all of a sudden I need to have a thousand. Well, what are you going to do, right? So you need to have that pre-thought strategy, right? I think services is important too because you can get extended so far that you can promise a son, but you need to know you can deliver. So sometimes third-party relationships are one way yeah. of looking at it, right? Yeah. Whether it's a service company or whether it's a you know manufacturing company to sort of say, in the short term, can you help me with this? And we've had this discussion so that we are in a position that we can you know accelerate based on having already had that kind of stuff in place so, so it's not easy but it, it's something you need to think about it's not just about cash flow then it is about say you've got to the point where you've got you're so busy you can't do your own accounting anymore mm -hmm. so in your business plan which i know you're very big on what would be the hack i mean how do you explain the hack in the sense that you know you need to you need to get an accountant what does that mean a hack in that sense well, I look at it financing, right? I think it's the other thing, too, is you need to have pre-thought, well, okay, again, if the business is going to take off, well, I need to look at the numbers right from the beginning, right? So I need to know how I can have the money available to be able to take it to the next step, right? So maybe you have it yourself. Maybe you want to bring in a partner. Maybe you want to look at lending. But having some way of being able to have access to capital because it can go to that point where – all of a sudden your business grinds to a halt because mm -hmm. you can't go to the next step because you don't have the funding for it, right? We talk, we've talked about cash flow before, so those are just some ideas in terms of, you know what, sometimes you have to finance it. Sometimes you have to go to a lending institution and sort of say, well, here's my suggestion. Not as easy, but the sooner you start with it, the easier it is to potentially have that available to you. Yeah, I know many people who have hit that growth spurt and says, well, I don't trust anybody else with doing my accounting mm -hmm. or my marketing, mm -hmm. but they're holding themselves back then, aren't they? If they don't, you know, go there. So this was an article, did you say, in Forbes? That, yeah. yeah, I think there's two other two other points I'm going to suggest there too is, is well, you know what, maybe it doesn't go off the mark, off the chart and you, you sort of some ways of how do I encourage or how do I develop my market, right? Yeah. Well, one thing you can do, for example, is we always talk about content marketing, right? We talk about going I love making, content right? marketing. But you 
don't have to always do it yourself. If you can and you can have content, you produce your own content, fine. But sometimes even just borrowing, like this article, sharing this article with yeah. the business community yeah. or something As long like as that, you give right? credit to the people. Absolutely, <laughs> right? But I think that create that awareness about whatever that product line or service line is and share articles or share information, questions people commonly ask, you know, where do I find this type of product or, you know, what are the things I should know about it? Sharing that with your audience, but building your audience. And so using social media, but building your audience on social media is as important, right? I think a second part of that too is sometimes we need to give things away, right? Here's a freebie, you know, what do you think of it? Even if it's just to get people to give you an aspect of how, what do you think the product or service is like, but that can create the initiation of a a relationship, right? But if people can touch it or they can see it and they can work with it, they're going to create a better belief very quickly as opposed to, to buying on faith. But what was the point, whoever wrote the article in Forbes, Mm -hmm. why did they call it a hack? I mean, I know about cybersecurity and... I think hack is really just not doing it yourself and just finding alternative ways of doing it, right? Oh. So that's where the hack comes in in terms of how to so, deal with growth. <laughs> you know, I, for example, I need $50,000 for my business venture. Well, I can't wait three years to, you know, save that money up. So is there a hack or a short-term strategy I can get I'm to? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being a bit naughty now. I've been like this all day. So going back to the cybersecurity hackers, so... I need $300,000 for my business or break into somebody's computer. And well, no, it. you can find it from Nigeria. It's very simple. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. I'm sorry. I'll behave now. No, no, you are definitely right. Um, so what else on this topic? I mean, what else have you got to share? Because I'm kind of, I'm so interested. It's a really good way to look at it. Yeah, you know, something in our business, for example, is is – we do things repeatedly over and over and over again, and we try and redo it and redo it, but we don't have a strategy by which we do it. I mean, there's a lot of ways we can automate workflow, for example. I mean, even if it's just client communication and have, using computers and software to help try and reduce some of the manual things we're doing, but also saying, okay, if this is the, if I'm going to sell the service of this, this widget, well, I need to go through certain steps, right? Yeah. We'll document those steps. Have a process by which you know yeah. your staff, if you have them, are going to follow them. So that they're not doing it one way, you're doing it another way. Yeah. And where you can use software, there's a lot of good software out there. Right? Take a client relationship model. Where do you keep all your client data, right? There's a lot of software out there that you can get even free or inexpensively by which you can populate that, which then goes to when you're looking at marketing and promotion, that's captive information. You've yeah. got that. You don't have to re-enter it. So that's just another So concept. it's saving you time. It's saving you money. Mm-hmm. You're more mm-hmm. organized because time management is very important. It's an interesting article, Steve. I love reading, you know, stuff like that and finding out new things myself. So what would be one of the tips you'd leave with our viewers and our listeners that would really help them hack their way through their business? Not using a hacksaw. <laughs> <laughs> no hacksaw. <laughs> there, there's always simpler strategies. Strategies to do things. We're we're a creature of habit. We just think that you know we got to do things over and over again, and and not try and find a way to either have somebody else handle part of it or a process to handle part of it. Another thing that's coming into business now is AR, artificial intelligence. Right? <gasps> how do I use my 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 computers? How do I use my technology to my advantage? Right? Really, if you start in the infancy of your business, it's a lot easier to implement something like that than to wait until you're a certain size. And also, wow, that's a big project, right? So, Especially in, in, in some businesses, like your kind of business, the financial world, 
your job is not to sit there, you know, keep putting in data, typing in data, no. and you have staff, um, people working with you, for you, partners, yeah. whatever. So for you to implement the software that you've been talking about and all these ideas, it's a really good way to go. For a brand-new business, though, mm-hmm. um, where would they be able to get free hacks from, whether it's software or, you know, Well, companies? take a couple of things. You look at HubSpot, for example, is a, a database you can use to build your client database, right? Okay. Very simple to be implemented. If you're looking at accounting or invoicing, Wave is a good software that you can use. It's very simple to use. It's free to use. So to there's know. a lot of things you can turn, tools you can use out there that are available that you don't have to go pay a lot of money for. Even just to start small, right? So I think it's important to to look at that, but also look at your process. You know, don't don't pay people to do something that can be done either by a third party, or that can be simplified and you know put into a workflow that makes it a lot easier and doesn't take as much time. That's really you know, good tips. You're paying on the hour, for example, for some yeah. staff. Well, how do I make their job easier? I know one way. Don't be a micromanager because I hate micromanagers. If you can hack your way out of that, that'd be amazing. Well, you know, I think that comes to a business too is is you want to hire somebody to do a job, let them do the job, Trust right? Them. If you're going to micromanage them and criti- critique everything they do, well, why don't you just do it yourself, right? That's a good way. That is a really interesting topic. I've never heard that terminology in that sense before, Steve. That was really great that you found it. Thanks for sharing. Well, all I want to leave with everybody is you can see who the brains in this show is. It's certainly not me. I'm just the giggling blonde. No, seriously, um, anybody listening and you know, watching us out there, please come back um, next time for this Small Business Perspective podcast video because we have a lot to offer, don't we, Steve? We do. We're having a lot of success with these too. We're getting a lot of positive feedback, so yeah. it's encouraging. So thanks again for your time, Steve. I know you're busy and I'll see you next week. All right. You have a good evening and we'll uh, catch up with you soon.